Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right, hello everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Today's going to be a really fun one. We're going to be talking about the islands of Spain, Mallorca, Mallorca, and Ibiza, and which ones to go to, which ones not to go to, and then sort of how to navigate uh, the island. So I'm pretty excited to talk about that. How about you, Karina? Hi, everyone. Yeah, um, I have heard about these islands for a long time, and we were so happy to be able to see the beautiful beaches that these islands have to offer. So I'm really excited to talk about a little bit of the history and the beautiful places to check out there. Awesome. So let's first talk about which islands to visit, because I'm sure you've heard of Ibiza. I think Ibiza is probably the most famous one. Anybody who goes to college sort of hears about Ibiza and all the partying they do over there. Uh, but Mallorca, Menorca, not as popular or well-known. Uh, so give a big overview of, of each of the three islands, if you don't mind. Sure. So Ibiza, as you said, is a big, big party scene. Um, it is on the more expensive side because it is a very popular destination for young people. Um, there's lots of clubs, lots of places to check out, obviously beautiful beaches too, but it is that sort of like kind of like Vegas-y type of, you know, environment there. So if you want to go hard on the partying and you're willing to pay for it, then go, by all means, go check out Ibiza. But if you are more kind of like us, you want to enjoy the scenery, you're more chill, you know, you're in your 30s, maybe Mallorca and Menorca is a better place to check out just because it does offer those beautiful scenes, um, but in a more relaxed sort of way. And very cultured sort of way, I think. The, the culture yeah. we experienced on Mallorca and Menorca was absolutely yeah, exactly. amazing. Um, so we actually did not go to Ibiza. Um, like Karina said, we're in our 30s, or Karina's almost in her 30s. Um, so we went to Mallorca and Menorca, and I did a lot of research because I wanted to know which island should we go to, go to both, go to one or the other. Um, and so we did a lot of research on that. Yeah, and I think our decision was solidified when we heard it from the actual Spaniards, you know, from the locals. They said, don't go to Ibiza. Um, you're just going to find alcohol and drugs there. Go to Mallorca and Menorca. That's the best the best beaches in Spain. So that was a really good comforting comment Um once we were there. Right. And so when we decided on between Mallorca and Menorca, we wanted to look at uh, things to see, beaches, culture, all that. What we learned was that they're pretty similar in a lot of ways. Um, but Mallorca is bigger. Mallorca has more beaches. Mallorca has more small towns to drive around and see. And we did end up going to both islands. And I do I do think that's true, and I and I think um, unless you're going to Menorca for a very specific reason, which we'll talk about, um, you don't really need to go to Menorca. I think you'll get more if you if you're short on time. Just go to Mallorca because it has more to see, and it's you think bigger island will be more crowded or whatever. It wasn't like that at all. No, I mean it is very touristy, but you still get a local experience. Um, and as you said, it's beautiful. It has several cities uh, and, you know, like pretty decent sized cities. So you don't feel you're in the middle of nowhere. But if you go to certain parts of the island, it can feel very secluded, very uh, nature-esque. Uh, so it does have a little bit of everything to offer. Yeah. So 
we so we spent um some time in Menorca, and Menorca is a smaller island. And the only reason we really went there was for something called the Saint Joan Horse Festival. And I am so happy we went there because oh, yeah. it was amazing. Tell them a little bit about the festival. Yeah, and I mean, I love horses. If you love animals, I mean, there's the whole side of the animal cruelty, which is another thought I'm having. But horses are so beautiful and the way they interact. And this festival goes back to the Middle Ages. And people are so proud about their festival that you just get so excited to see it and experience it. So San Juan is obviously uh, one of a saint, and it's the patron saint of Menorca. And this festival, it, there's different components. There's the religious side, the, um, the church side, right? But then there's the horse aspect of it where they have races and it's different types of races. Um, a certain, only certain people can get involved with it. For example, the men are only allowed to ride the horses and it's sort of, sort of like a jousting uh, race where they have to, they run with their big uh, lands and, and compete against each other. Yeah. It, so so there, it takes a base for about, well, so let me clarify too, because they actually have this horse festival all over Menorca throughout the summer, between June, I think, August, and September. Um, and then, because there's a bunch of smaller cities on the island of Menorca, so each small city sort of has their own version of this festival on and off for three months. So you need to p sort of plan when you would go there to catch it. But the big one that they have is on the city of Ciutadella, C-I-U-T-A-D-E-L-L-A, and that's on the west coast of Menorca Island. And it takes place on these exact dates every single year, June 23rd, June 24th, and the last day is June 25th. So if you're going to go to Menorca or you're traveling to Spain during that time, try to get to Menorca Island on June 23rd and June 24th because those are the main two days of the festival. Um, and you're, you're in for a, an amazing experience. So like you said, there's they have... First of all, there's thousands of people that oh, show yeah. up to so this So make thing. sure that you get there early in the morning because it does get really packed. Um, and I think nowadays, I, I think they were saying the last 10, 15 years, it's become very popular with tourists. Before, it was just sort of like their own little tradition that they kept alive for hundreds of years. But now, actually, a lot of people go. So make sure that you do plan out your day well. You do show up early so that you can get the best view you can. Yeah, and the, the tradition, like you said, it dates back to the Middle Ages, 1200 AD. And they have different, um, they have different, different competitions, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they, they had, um, I don't even know what you call it, where they're, they're riding with the horse and they have the long lance, yeah. like you said, and they try, to, yeah. they try to hook a ring. Mm -hmm. um, they, had, they have this other thing, too, where people just kind of pull the horse up on two legs and everybody chants ole and they can go in and touch the horse. Right, exactly. It's sort of like a parade where, where uh, the jockey, I guess, w just runs around the, <clears throat> excuse me, the town. And people come come up to them and, you know, shake their hands. Apparently, they're big celebrities in town and, you know, people know them. So they go to give them their congratulations. They're, it's sort of like showing off their horses. And the horses are decorated beautifully from, from the head all the way to the tail. Um, you do feel like you've, you're traveling back in time seeing these people riding their horses, um, you know, where the big lances jousting against each other. They do have... 
a race just to, you know, run really fast, really quickly. And some of them are holding, you know, the two men are holding each other and their horses are running side by side. So it can be a little bit dangerous, but it's definitely a beautiful tradition to witness. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's a lot of fun and yeah, well, I guess it's not really a joust. It's more like a racing competition, uh, but still seeing them with their lances it just makes it so medieval, you know, they're keeping this tradition alive. It's not a fight between two people, but it's more kind of like a race between the two of them. Yeah, and this festival, like actually many festivals which we saw in Spain, this they really, really get into mm-hmm. it. Everybody is there. They're very committed. They're into it. The spectators are into it. The people are into it. It's really, really fun uh, thing to do. So if you're in, so that's really the only reason to go to Menorca, I think. Um, if you're there, try to be there June 23rd and 24th. It's not that easy to find information about online and figure out where it is. Um, it's just not tourist, you know, uh, friendly that much in terms of finding the information. When you get there, of course, it's tourist friendly. Right. Um, but finding the information is actually pretty hard. And we, we sort of found out like when the dates were, and I we kind of went there one day hoping it was going to be there, and it right. it was end up that day. Being, yeah, and the town all over feels kind of eerie like there's no one really around because everyone's just congregated in this plaza for the horse races so if you don't see many people like don't worry they just keep walking keep following the noise they do have a uh, live bands playing music um just ask around people are very nice and they'll tell you where to go to see the the horse races yeah and we actually recommend getting an airbnb which is what we did um in that city so you just stay in that city um you could take a well i was gonna say you could take a cab there but actually if you go to any of these islands you definitely want to rent a car right right definitely rent a car and also something to keep in mind europe does use more of the stick shift cars so it was a little bit of a hassle for us to get an automatic car so make sure that either you call to make the reservation um if you don't drive stick shift just that's something to to be aware of all right, and then now let's move on to Mallorca Island, which was, it's one of those islands when we went there, we, we marked it on our list to come back and maybe live there for like six months because it, yeah. it was just that cool. Yeah, it was gorgeous. We definitely fell in love with that place. Like you said, I wouldn't mind living there for a couple months. It, it just has, even though it's a small island, it's still pretty big that you can spend a lot of time really getting to know each of the little beaches and the little towns. Um, and it's gorgeous. And we also recommend, highly recommended to get a car for Mallorca. Yes, get a car for Mallorca so you can drive around. And uh, some of the fun, so Mallorca has a bunch of small little cities all yeah. over the island and, and beaches all over the island. And they are very uh, natural, very raw. You get that turquoisey blue water in almost every single beach that we went to. Um, and the towns are so historical and so amazing and some of them are so old they haven't changed we my favorite town was Banyal Bufar which is on the northwest and we sort of drove by it and decided to stop by realizing that it was just so cute so beautiful it definitely felt like you traveled through time and we ended up staying there for a couple hours to fly your drone and get dinner and it was just so beautiful and mesmerizing yeah it's right on the coast the there's there was this even the town before that had i think this long roman wall or middle age wall yeah, right yeah. um and that the streets are extremely small so it's almost like 
you know, that's designed for horse carriages <laughs> and stuff, not for cars to go right. through. Um, so people will try to pull over with one another and allow the other person through. Um, the town was very cute. People were there super happy, very nice, very yeah. friendly. We asked for directions a couple times, and they were super friendly, very understanding. Um, so, yeah, I mean, totally recommend to sort of deviate from the big cities and just go on your own and explore because you'll fall in love with it. Yeah, and so much of the fun is just finding, just driving through and stopping in these random exactly. towns you see everywhere. Um, and none of them were were similar. In Mallorca, I felt like some of the small towns were pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Like you saw one, you've seen mm -hmm. them all. But in Mallorca, each town, I think, had its own very, right, very unique right. character. Um, so we... we also visit Palma, which is the kind of is the capital of right. Mallorca. It's right. the big city. You basically fly into there, uh, but I I mean spend a day there, maybe half a day, and then get out because you're not. It's kind of like going to Hawaii and just staying in Honolulu, not visiting the entire island. Yeah, they do have some beautiful places to see there, like the big cathedral. Walk around the streets because they are very old. In fact, it dates back. You know, to the Middle Ages, there's Arab uh, ruins and Arab uh, construction that you might want to see. Um, there's a castle somewhere in Palma as well. So there's a lot to see, but for sure, don't just see the big city. Yes. Um, and then the beaches, of course, are a huge, huge attraction of Mallorca. Yeah. And you can't go wrong with many of the beaches. They're all so gorgeous. Some of the ones that we really recommended that we saw, one was Cala des Moro, C-A-L-A-D-E-S-M-O-R-O, -E separate words. And Cala means beach in, exactly. in Spanish. In, or in uh, Catalan. In Catalan. Um, so Cala des Moro. This was on the southeastern part of the island. It's it's considered one of the most beautiful yeah. beaches there. Um, if you go, go early morning because it, it can get crowded exactly. uh, pretty quick. And it's sort of hard to get there a little bit. Tell them how we got in there. Yeah. So, again, we rented a car, which was a good call because then we have the liberty to wake up as early as we want and just, you know, get in our car and drive around. Uh, we parked in a location where there was, it was a little bit strange. And another a side note as well, this island speaks Catalan, but they also speak Spanish and English because of the tourism. So just, you know, side note that Catalan is, you know, in the scene there. So we parked in this area where parking was not permitted. So we had to go find another area to park. We ended up going through this other beach that we thought was Cala del Moro, um, and we started taking pictures and everything, but it didn't seem like the pictures that we had seen. So I'm like, are we sure this is the right place? So another another man ends up going through there, and I, we asked him, is this Cala des Moro? And he said, no, uh, follow me, I'll take you there. And he was actually explaining that the locals don't like or appreciate tourists too much. And because these beaches are so hidden, um, they try to discourage people from being there too long. So they actually don't have signs or they take down the signs so that people are not hanging out there for too long, which, you know, whatever. This is kind of like their property, but the beaches are not private property, even though they treat it as such. Yeah, um, but we end up, it was fun. We were almost about to leave. Like, yeah. okay, I guess we saw the most beautiful beach. And then we end up finding the real beach and. Like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, this is the beach. Um, so, yeah, I got some great drone shots. We got some great footage from there. We'll put on our YouTube and our Instagram channels as well.
And as you said, make sure to get there early because it does get packed. We got there pretty early in the morning and there were maybe like two, three other people or couples. And soon after we got there, you started seeing like all these tourists coming in. So if you want to enjoy the beautiful scenery with not too many people, make sure that you do wake up early. And I mean, seeing the sunrise even, you know. Um, on your own or with just few people because it does fill up pretty quickly yeah and even even i didn't feel like that place got too packed with tourists even we were there for a few hours i don't feel right or did you think i thought it was pretty i mean not super packed but you know it was surprising to see like how many people came in soon after we got there yeah and it's a smaller beach it's not like a huge beach yeah exactly um, another place we went to was Cala Figuera uh, Marina, F-I-G-U-E-R-A. And I loved this place. It's a small little uh, fishing village. Mm-hmm. And you saw homes basically right on the water. And they didn't have a driveway. They had almost like a port. Like you would pull your boat up to your right, home exactly. and then park your boat at your home. Yeah, exactly. So that was fascinating to see. Um, you could tell again, it's very old. The setup is not, you know, was not intended for cars. Um, in fact, we had to leave our car pretty behind because there was no more access. Uh, so just that's something to note there, but it was definitely worth it and beautiful, uh, you know, look of the marina and their little boats that people have probably had for generations. Yeah. And then there was, um, oh, Park Natural de Mondrago, and there was three beaches. The park, that's a, it's like a park area, but there was three beaches in this area. Um, and that was really amazing too. You, you basically can, you park and then you go hike and you can hike to any one of the three beaches, but they're all sort of surrounding the same marina and same, same bay. So if you find a, a spot along the hiking path in, you can sort of see all three beaches all at once. Also got some great drone shots there. That was really beautiful too. Um, so, so these were some of the place, some of the beaches. There are a lot more, but it kind of depends on your, the time you have. Those are, those are what we enjoyed the most and the small towns that we enjoyed the most. There's also uh, the small, the old Roman city, mm-hmm. Polentia. You want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. So Polentia is up in the north so you do have to drive maybe like one or two hours i can't remember but it's definitely worth it i mean i love history so it was worth it for us to go check that out it's roman ruins it was a huge city it has um what is it called oh my god the, the amphitheater, amphitheater. Mm-hmm. um huge houses that would have belonged to to, to the nobility there um, again this was a colony of the romans back you know 2000 years ago so it was really beautiful to see and just for me there's always this thought about how these great civilizations come to an end you know they would have never guessed that tourists from other countries would be stepping on the remains of their homes right um but it was just really beautiful to experience that to see the the passing of time and what time does to great civilizations. Um, and then next to Polentia is Alcudia, A-L-C-U-D-A-I-A, Alcudia. This is an Arab-influenced city, and it's also very gorgeous. It has um, like old walls and old mosques, museums, beautiful places. So it's really cool to see the Roman part of the town and then the arab influence. And obviously today. Um, so it's just very beautiful place to go check out. Again, that's in the north of Mallorca. 
So let's talk about some of the logistics with the islands as well. Um, like we said, rent a car. Don't rely on a bus. Don't rely on a cab, anything like that. Even um, unless you really like driving motorcycles, don't rent a motorcycle. Yeah. We we did that once in a in a small island in Colombia, and I thought Mallorca might be like that too, but definitely a car is better. It's a big island, and right. you got really just regular highways there as well. Yeah, especially if you want to be out and about, maybe like have a lunch or a picnic, you know, it having a car is just so convenient. We actually had some food and our clothes, our towels, even um, umbrellas because it was so hot. That's something to keep in mind as well. And let's talk about how to get to and from the islands and even in between the islands. So um, you can fly to Mallorca or Menorca from almost anywhere in Spain, um, which is what I, which is what we did. We actually flew from Madrid. It was our second stop. So we went to Madrid and we flew into Menorca Island. And again, the time we weren't normally going to plan that, but because of the timing wise of the St. Joan Festival, that's when we decided to fly into Menorca. So um, you can fly in and out very easy um, to almost anywhere in Spain. Um, so that's that's the best way. I would not recommend taking a boat from... You could take a boat from Barcelona to Mallorca Island. I don't recommend that. It's very long. Apparently, it's not like too scenic. It's not like a beautiful thing that you must see. Instead, just fly, get in, get out in terms of the flights. The flights are about an hour or yeah. so, maybe an hour and a half. Um, in terms of getting between the islands, also recommend that you fly. Right. And I did a lot of research on this, and I actually was planning on... We went from Mallorca to Mallorca to take a boat, um, but it's not totally feasible. One is the boats at times apparently, are, I guess, are never on time. Mm -hmm. They're on Spanish time, so they go uh, really late. Um, if you wanted to, you could take a boat from Mallorca, the main port of Mallorca on the southeast side, which is also near... I think actually I don't actually I don't remember if that's accurate. But um, in Mallorca, the there's two ports, one on the east side and one in the city of Palma. And if you want to take a boat from Mallorca to Mallorca, you could do I think it's about a three hour one to the east side, or you take an eight hour one all the way to the city of Palma. And again, I just they're not on time, and it just didn't seem too appealing. It's I think it's much better to fly. Yeah, not not only that, I think. For us also, the biggest thing was saving time, right? Um, we have limited time and we want to see as much as possible. So being on a boat for three to eight hours just seemed like a waste of time if we could fly there, right? Um, so make the best use of your time and flying will get you there quickly. So talking about this has made me want to go back now. I know. I, it was so beautiful. And I actually studied abroad in Spain 10 years ago, and I kept hearing about these islands and never made it out. So now that I was able to go with Dustin, it just, you know, it was a surreal experience. I mean, we love beaches and sunsets and, you know, these gorgeous old cities with a lot of history. So it was beautiful. It has a little bit of everything to offer. Um, so highly recommend that you check out Menorca and Mallorca. Yes, and um, stay at Airbnbs when you're there. You get a more local experience. Mm -hmm. We stayed at a beautiful one kind of overlooking the water. Right. And it's much, much cheaper than the hotels. Oh, yeah. And then, again, you're going to be out and about unless you're one of those people that likes to spend time in a resort, a nice hotel. But we knew that we were not going to spend too much time in a room we're out exploring and driving around, doing all these fantastic activities outdoors. So why waste a bunch of money in a hotel, expensive hotel, when you can go with Airbnb? 
And time-wise, at least three days in Mallorca, at at least. And honestly, you could spend six months there, which... Knock on wood, we're hoping to do at some point. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It, again, it has a lot to offer. You can do clubs, the clubs at night, the bars, um, the historical places, getting lost in little towns, beach hopping. So definitely spend at least three days, um, if not more. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this fun episode of The Islands of Spain. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you want to get some visuals on what we're talking about, please follow us at our Instagram page at Dustin's Travels, D-U-S-T-I-N-S, Travels, T-R-A-V-E-L-S, both plural, Dustin's Travels on Instagram. We would love for you to follow us, connect with us, and uh, see some of the pictures and videos that we have from our travels. Thanks so much, and we will see you there.